Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In sports, if you want to be the best, there are no off days. Ah, uh, yes, the No Off Days podcast back at you. I'm Scott Smith. we got Chris Cato and BK is in the booth. And you, uh, you've you've logged some miles here in, in recent days. Yes, took a trip out west. I tried to. Take, we need to hear all about it. <laughs> I tried to take my talents to, I guess Venice Beach. <laughs> Venice. Yeah, you know, I heard the actors. Building? Yeah. Well, I heard the actors were on strike, so I went out to Hollywood to see if I could, you know, do a little side hustle. Yeah. Well, I heard you don't. I mean, Mark Wilson probably has that foot in the door for you. Right? You think so? You uh, get like a, an extra role in one of those spooky movies. Uh, no, man. Apparently, they want Patrickson? you to be able to know how to act, which I cannot ah. do. Do you do any accents? No. Well, does Southern accent count? I what guess. was what was the thing that stood out most in your trip out to? Uh, and this was Southern California, so you were yeah. in L.A. Just the climate, just a different Pacific Ocean. You know, not having actually, yeah, I've never seen the Pacific Ocean before. I mean, really, from a plane, but not up close. So, did you dip your toes? I into did. The actual Pacific I did, Ocean? and it, it was little, chilly. Little chilly. Yeah. They don't warm it there like we do here in Florida. You know, anytime you can leave Florida in July. It doesn't really matter where you go. It's usually going to be a climate upgrade, right? Yeah. I wasn't ready for that, though. Like, they, those people are tough. The beaches there are very wide, too. It takes you too long to walk to the actual water. Yeah. And did you uh, you get some good food while you were out there? Oh, man. They do. They uh, have so much good food. A lot of good Asian food there. Okay. Um, everything seems to be kind of an Asian fusion vibe. And Asian zing. Great food trucks. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. There was a lot. Of, I consumed a lot of MSG. Uh, it took me like four days to get. What does that do to you? Because well, for me, it swells me. I look like a. You pi- do. A well, pi- I thought it was Venice Beach, but yeah, you did come back a little swollen. Uh, that's. I bought this <laughs> shirt actually at the Warner Brothers. Uh, for our listening audience, this is a Batman shirt. Um, at the Warner Brothers studio oh, because it's okay. got the built-in pecs. Yeah. So I bought. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the bat yeah, suit, the to, Batman there's, suit. There's a little upgrade inside yeah, the t-shirt. It's like a man bra. Man, well, that's what I brought back from we, Hollywood. We missed you. We were glad that you were able to experience the West Coast. Now I'm originally a Northern California guy, so we kind of have this rivalry with Southern California. I have, I of course prefer uh, NorCal to Southern California. That's what we call it, NorCal. Yeah, okay. SoCal, NorCal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that might be a little toolish to say, but that <laughs> that is what folks out there kind of describe it. Is as. your water warmer up there? No, it's no. about the same. Yeah, yeah. It's, it actually may be worse. It's a little bit colder, um, you know, sharks, that kind of stuff. Um, better surfing, you know, you're going to okay. get better waves. Um, but, yeah, it's be- beaches are pretty, but the ocean's just not – you don't want to jump in without a wetsuit typically. Yeah. So even in the middle of the summer. I guess the one good thing is you're not brewing some of the things we brew in the water here in Florida when it's 90 degrees in the water. Like like red tide, is that? Other uh, bacteria, okay, yeah. 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 So we, could be a positive. to stay away from the bacteria, but <laughs> – uh, speaking of bacteria, let's bring in Brian <laughs> oh. King. BK is in the booth. Sorry. <laughs> no natural segue on that, BK. Have you ever dipped your toes into the Pacific Ocean? Never have. No. Never have. Really? Been to Seattle, but that's what? Puget yeah, Sound? That's not really West Coast. That's yeah. that's Northwest. Yeah. I've yeah. never been to Pacific Ocean. Man, we got to get you out there. I know. I mean, you're a Van Halen guy, and he's saying, what was the song that he sang? Cal- is it California Girls? Yeah, it was David yeah. Lee Roth, yeah. David Lee Roth. Yeah. Yeah. 
But yeah, I'd yeah. love to get out there sometime. Okay, well, we'll make that happen. We'll, we'll warm those toes up before you dip them in. <laughs> yeah. Make sure they're, you know, Good so, ready. Okay, so though. we, of course, are, are kicking off uh, Women's World Cup action. So yes. that's going to be a point of emphasis on today's show. Tell us who we have on the program. We, today we got Warren Barton, yes. one of the Fox analysts for the World Cup. We'll talk to him a little bit about Team USA and just how they got to target on their back. Uh, this tournament it seems like they've had the target on the back ever since yeah. they've been playing. Going for the World three P. Yeah, three P. That's insane, isn't it? Yeah. It is. A, it's amazing to see. Uh, you know, with the women's on the women's side of things, uh, the sustained success, and we've talked about that from the men's side. How, mm-hmm. you know, how do you how do you grow the passion for a sport? You know, when you when you're not really. Playing all the world leaders. Yeah, Yeah, well, that too. You play once every four years on the world stage, but you don't have the big names. You don't have the Ronaldos. You don't have the Messis. And yet on the women's side, it's just the opposite. They have created that. They have had people like Alex Morgan and and Megan Rapinoe. And they have folks, Ertz, that has, you know, they've been part of these championship runs in the past. And so they have that sustained sustained success. They have that name ID. And so uh, a little bit of a blueprint, I think, for the men's side of things. So we'll be happy to get into that with Mr. Barton. Uh, By the way, one of the great accents, and you'll be able to appreciate that once we chat with him. Oh, nice. Uh, And then at the end of the show, BK. End of the show, we are coming up on, what, our 50th show here? So I thought. It may be be a few months away. (laughs) Yeah, a couple weeks. We're getting getting there. We're We're close. Uh, I didn't think we'd get to even this uh, far. This is a miracle, so let's enjoy it. Over this time, we've kind of grown to uh, get to know each other even better than what we have here at the the studio. Yeah, that's one way to put it. I thought I'd do a little (laughs) quiz on just how well do we know each other. Okay. So each of us ask each other questions, and this is something that our viewer can uh, also play along with if Oh no! I believe the, the technical name for this is Two Truths and a Lie. Yes. Oh, I okay. Didn't yes. Know, I've yes. been trying to come up with a better name, but yeah, we'll just go I think that's the name that people... I know. Yeah, so two are truths and a lie. Just based on that, we're going to have to spot the, the lie? In, in yes. what we know about yes. each other? Okay, yeah. my goodness. That's going to be hard. The fact that you seem so unaware about what we're doing <laughs> gives me a little bit of concern since you were supposed to prepare some truths and a lie about yourself. But we, we shall wait till the end of the show to see what... I do my best lying off the cuff. What, what unfolds. <laughs> you know that. He's, he's currently lying. <laughs> yes. If his mouth is open, lies are coming out. Okay. Very good, BK. We'll catch up with you in a little bit. If you're listening and you want to watch, go to fox13news.com slash nodpod. If you're watching and you want to listen or subscribe, take out your phone, zap the QR code on the screen in the bottom right-hand corner. There you can find all of our shows. And the good thing about a podcast is whether you're vacationing in on the east on the west coast or here on the east coast uh, you can find us but in the words of the great notorious big if i got to choose a coast i got to choose the east i live out here so don't come here that don't mean that a podcaster can't rest in the west or stay, suntan his chest in the west or get some good food to digest in the west you got that i love the words yeah. of biggie the, okay but very, i thought I, he was a, he, i played with it a little bit anyway please subscribe fox13news.com slash <laughs> Nod pod. Yeah, you're a fan of it. Well, on the west coast of Florida, we say west coast is best coast. Yeah, so, well, that's yeah. that's yeah. true. We, that was uh, stolen, I believe. <laughs> All right, let's start. We, we have uh, a lot of NFL talkers to get to, and let's start right out of the gates. DeAndre Hopkins uh, signing with the Tennessee Titans, and uh, a writer who was a beat writer for the, the Titans uh, had this you know great article. He had an opportunity to kind of get a one-on-one uh, via text message with DeAndre Hopkins and get some really nice – sound bites out of it uh the only problem was that he was texting somebody that has the old phone number of deandre hopkins and this guy played along so he was it was was all fake 
All, all these sound bites were fake, and he had to come back out. Uh, the, the gentleman's name is Paul Kaharski uh, that wrote this article. He's very apologetic for it. Um, I think we all understand kind of what went wrong here. But, you know, probably the best thing that came out of that was that this person, this random guy that got these text messages from Paul, uh, responds by saying, you know, Ed, the team's great, great all around, great coaches, great teammates, everything's wonderful. Uh, but about the offensive coordinator, Tim Kelly, he said, um, great guy. And we want. I want you to write that his nickname is Pretty Boy Kelly. So <laughs> write that. That's his new name, Pretty Boy Kelly. So it kind of had a little bit of a Turd Ferguson feel to it, like a funny hat. You know, it's a you know great name. That's what he did. And this went out, and you know, Hopkins said, "I didn't give you these. I didn't give you that that uh, quote. Where did you get that from?" Turns out it was an old phone number. So I, I'm curious if you get a text message one day. And it's somebody thinking that you are someone of, of note. Tom Brady. Chris Cato. Whoever. Yeah. Right. It's, you know, Tom, hey, yeah. wanted to get your thoughts on what it's like to be uh, a broadcaster for Fox now. What would you say? Oh, how man. long would you go down that line? Or you, would you just cop to immediately? It would depend on how annoyed I am by these texts coming in from people thinking that I'm some famous person that I'm not, right? Yeah. So, you know, if it's the first time, I'm probably just going to say, hey, dude, sorry. You must have the wrong number. You're looking for something. This isn't Tom anymore. This yeah. isn't, in this case, DeAndre anymore. But I'm imagining in this scenario that fake DeAndre has gotten so many messages from other writers, other reporters, other media types thinking that they're still reaching out to DeAndre. Sure. That, yeah. that He's like, I'm going to shut this down right now just by being DeAndre. Yeah. And once this gets out, people aren't going to start contacting this number anymore. I thought he was pretty tame with it, though. Yeah. You know, like he could have said any number of things. He could have thrown his, you know, running back under, you know, he could have been like, I just, I think it's great. I'm just a little bit worried about the injuries to Derrick Henry. Yeah. And people would be, well, what do you mean by injuries? Oh, sorry. Unreported injuries. Right. You know, oh, he, yeah. Or, or the nickname could have been so much worse than, than Pretty, Pretty Boy, Boy Kelly. You know? Yeah. No, you're right. It could have he, been Smelly Kelly. It could have been <laughs> any number of things. Yeah. He, I, I would have played this down. I would have, yeah, I would have absolutely gotten to the point where, like, I was waiting for that article to come out <laughs> so I could read all these these slanderous quotes. You know, I, I think that would be the fun part. You would have been diabolical. Absolutely. You would have so, thrown, out, thrown out some meat out there that would have... This, uh, guy, this guy was tame. Um, yeah. All right, so the other report is that uh, these running backs have gotten together via Zoom call, led by Austin Eckler, the Chargers running back, basically saying, hey, we need running backs to have a little bit more um, of a voice when it comes to contract negotiations. You know, that our stock as a collective position group is falling. We're not able to get the, the leverage that we want in negotiations. What can we do? And it was, you know, some of the biggest names in, you know, running back, in, in NFL running backs, you know, you got McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, um, Jacobs, Taylor. So all the, and Saquon Barkley, who, by the way, just got a new contract extension, one year's 11 million. People are saying that's an awful deal. Like, I don't know why you would have negotiated for that. You could have gotten one year, 10 year, 10 million on a, on the, the franchise deal. Right. And then, and then next, they couldn't have hit him with the franchise tag again. Right. Yeah. And, or if you did, you'd have to pay an even mm -hmm. more exorbitant fee. So what are your thoughts on the value at running back? And do these folks have an argument, a valid argument? I think what happened there says everything about how much leverage they don't have. As you said, they just had this meeting to say, hey, what can we do to present a stronger front and 
is there any play here? And really, if you listen to Nick Chubb's quotes, nothing came out of the meeting. They, yeah. they, they have really no solutions for this. And then two, three days after this meeting, Saquon, who's, who was in this meeting, and who was really kind of leading the charge in this, I felt like he might be the one player of all of these. You've got Josh Jacobs he held out. holding out. I felt like Saquon had the strongest case for holding out because I think the Giants are the most dependent on him out of all these guys. Yeah. So three days after this meeting, he rolls over, as you said, and, and signs this one-year 11 11- million dollar deal so I think that says exactly about how much leverage they have we just know that the the NFL game now isn't offenses aren't geared toward running the ball and so I think these guys even though it's hard to hear it they are being paid what they're worth to their offense yeah I mean your value and this is the word that is always thrown around everybody thinks what the you know here's what my value is here's what I pro- provide for a team your value is what a team is going to pay for mm-hmm. and it's not that these guys aren't talented they're obviously all very talented but the reality is is that the the margins of difference between them and the next crop of running backs coming out of college is a smaller margin than would it be for finding your franchise quarterback yeah you know when it comes to average salary across the league the running back is close to the bottom yeah i think punter may be the only one on average making less i think it's 1.7 million is the average running back salary per year a punter is 1.5 the highest is a left tackle who's making like almost 9 million a year on average so your value is whatever the team is willing to pay for and sadly that's for running backs that's what's happened in, in the league and of course, a lot of these things go with ebbs and flows. And mm-hmm. at some point, I'm sure that the running back will be a, high, a more highly valued position once again, once offenses kind of reimagine things um, and, and maybe not used in a traditional running back role. You know, yeah. a running back that like a McCaffrey that can catch the ball out of the backfield and is a more consistent part of the, the pass game. I think they bring more value to the table. So for running backs out there it's like well you kind of need to diversify are you going to see a dip in quality in running backs i think that could be a concern if you have guys that are maybe natural running backs but they say you know what i'm going to switch positions i'm going to go play cornerback i'm going to go play safety or i'm going to play wide receiver i want to be a punter no um i think there are only a few solutions to this and since the players couldn't come up with any in their meeting you know i'll throw out three and, and one of them you mentioned and this is the least likely i think is offensive game planning shifts back the pendulum swings back to a run centric offense i don't think we're going to see that for a while uh the second would be when the current collective bargaining agreement is up in seven years uh do away with these guaranteed fully guaranteed contracts for rookies um they those keep players attached to these cheaper deals for up to seven years you know that could be one way that you give a guy a shot at getting a, a bigger contract when he's still got uh he hasn't doesn't have so much wear and tear on his body yeah uh, and then the third would be what you mentioned there is we're going to see, I think, a shift to more of these hybrid. Right now, the highest paid running back in the league is Christian McCaffrey, $16 million a year on average. I think we're going to see a shift to more of these guys that can, okay, I'm not a Derrick Henry who's going to be in on first and second down, and then I'm out if it's third and long. You're going to see more a shift. And I call the position something else. Call me, okay, I'm not a, I'm not a wide out. I'm not a wide receiver. I'm a, not a slot receiver. I'm a deep slot receiver. Well, they had like, remember the H-backs, yeah. and, and they had yeah. those kind of hybrid roles. They were like tight ends, receivers, running backs. Um, so I could see something like that, you know, taking place in the future. But, you know, Honestly, you have to be the type of guy at that position now. The, the bar is raised where 
like you can't they can't afford to take you out of the game mm-hmm. like you're that valuable to the offense and I think there are some running backs that are like that Derrick Henry is one of those guys I think Saquon is kind of one of those guys and I, I believe Christian McCaffrey is one of those guys as well where it's like this offense is substantially better when you're on the field when you're touching the ball so uh, we don't have a lot of time but we do have to get to our division breakdown this week it is the AFC East I will let you have the floor first let's start in uh, at the bottom of the standings how you see the AFC East playing out in 2020 I have four pages of notes on the Patriots oh boy. and why they will win the division no why they will finish last yeah. in in the East let's just be quick with it uh, it's they don't have much talent they this is a team that's feasted on a division that was weak for two decades but now the tables have turned uh, they've missed the playoffs two of the last three years since Brady left. I, I think the offense will be better this year with Bill O'Brien back. I think he's going to help Mac Jones out. But um, when you look at a division and look at the other quarterbacks that are in this division, you have one all-time great, Aaron Rodgers. You have one of the up-and-coming greats, Josh Allen. And you have a player in Tua who I think is going to be a great, and maybe this season his greatness shines. Big drop-off from that to Mac Jones, and he just doesn't have many blue-chip weapons around them will they be terrible no but they they will be a tough out but they're going to be last in this division okay. I'll, I'll chime in we'll just kind of alternate. Okay. so i'm with you i think the patriots finish last in the division i think their defense is still going to be decent i mean anytime bill belichick is, is scheming your defense up i think you're going to be competitive on that side of the ball i'm curious to see the bill o'brien piece coming back in leading the offense how he meshes with mac jones that could provide uh, kind of an X factor to this offense that they need. I mean, to me, the most exciting player on that offense is, is probably Ramondre Stevenson, the running back. Outside of that, they don't have a ton. So de- can defense lead the way? Can Bill O'Brien bring another level out of Mac Jones? But, yeah, I agree. I got him dead last. Third. All right, third, the Bills. Really? Yeah. Uh, uh, wow. Odds ma- I thought I would shock you with that one. This yeah. isn't just for shock value, though. Odds makers have favored the Bills to win the division this year. Again, third best odds to win the Super Bowl. And all the reasons that you would expect for that are legitimate. I mean, Josh Allen, six years now with McDermott. You've got all these weapons, returning 18 starters from last year's team that went 13-3. and three. But let me get to this quickly. I think the offensive line is a liability. Uh, they're going to face better pass rushing defenses this season than they faced last season. And you're going to have Josh Allen running around a lot, being susceptible to injury because of this offensive line. But here's the main reason I've got him finishing third. I don't like the way the schedule sets up for them. If you look at the back half of their schedule from weeks 11 on through, I think it's the hardest schedule in the league. Six of their last seven games are against teams that are projected to have a winning record. Four of their final six are on the road. So look for this team to get off to a great start again. And this prediction by Chris to look dumb, but I think it's going to be a tough back half of the schedule. But even I think this division is so good, you're still going to get three wild card teams. This will be one of them. Really? And, and wow. who who wants to play the Bills in the playoffs? No, I mean, well, in recent years, they haven't gotten out of the divisional round. So, I mean, that that has been an issue for them. I just don't – to me, if Josh Allen is on the run, even if you can't protect him very well, he's still going to hurt you. Um, he's elite. Uh, I think Stephon Diggs is also elite. He's one of the better receivers in the game. Uh, I actually like their – their. Um, uh, in addition to that, I like the fact that um, – that 
sorry, Dawson Knox and and the the guy, the rookie, Dalton Kincaid. Yeah. that's it. Yeah, he's good. I, he's I good. think that that yeah. tight end duo mm-hmm. is going to be it's going to be a huge resource for this offense. Um, yeah, I, I'm a little bit concerned. They did lose a couple of defensive linemen. Uh, I think that could be tough. Um, you know, when they lost Von Miller last year, that was a big piece of that defense. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds, the uh, the linebacker, is also gone. But I still I like. I think they're the class of the division. I think they're going to win uh, the AFC East. So if that's your third team, then who's your number two team? <laughs> Let's go with the Jets. Uh, might okay. as well. Haven't made the playoffs since 2010. The drought ends this year. You've got. Um, I, I can't spend too much time on it, but I just believe. With what you've had from last year, defense and offense. Defense was great last year. Offense, you've got Garrett Wilson, who I think is going to have a huge season. I think Brees Hall, he says he will be ready week one. He was great last year up until he got hurt. And then Aaron Rodgers, even if he plays, Aaron wasn't very good last season by his standard. He wasn't 2020 and 2021 Aaron Rodgers. But even if he's as good as he was last year such a huge upgrade from zach wilson yeah got this veteran presence their win total is at nine and a half i will gladly take the over and a wild card spot yeah for it for the jets i'm with you on the jets i got him at number two as well i think rogers is going to be not only is he going to be healthy but i think he's going to be motivated as well he's going to be paired back with former offensive coordinator nathaniel hackett uh he has comforts like randall cobb and and alan lazard mm-hmm. in that uh, receiving core, and I think Garrett Wilson's going to be, again, he, he's one of the better receivers in the league as well. Uh, I, I, I do have some concerns um, in terms of just how they finished last year. Now, I know a lot of that has to do with their offense, but, you know, they finished on a kind of a tailspin, losing yeah. their last six games. But four of those were single-score games. You know, I could see the Jets being a, a, being a wild-card team, so I got them at number two as well. Number one, seems like you got the Finns. All I have left is the most volatile team in the division. It, this team could finish first or fourth, depending on what happens with yeah. Tua. I'm banking this pick on Tua remaining healthy for – do you get all 17 games out of him? I don't know, but I'm banking on him being healthy for most of the season. We saw what he was on the field last season before the concussion started. We saw what that Mike McDaniel offense was with him healthy, with Tyreek Hill, with Jalen Waddell. Uh, and I believe they gave the they gave the Bills trouble last year, even even later in the season when Tua wasn't healthy, uh, and they gave the Jets trouble too. And uh, I also like what they've done with defense with bringing in. Uh, Vic Fangio, I think that's going to make the biggest difference. Yes, they got Jalen Ramsey, which is huge, probably the best cornerback in the league, but I think the Fangio is really going to fix that defense, and uh, I believe they're going to win the East. Yeah, yeah I, you know, I got the those two flip-flops. So I got the Dolphins finishing third. I do think that they will be a wild-card contender. I think they'll have a decent season. But to me, Tua's health is the biggest wild-card, and there's nothing that I've seen so far that I can bank this guy being healthy an entire season. I think there's a significant drop-off between him and is it Mike White? Is I think backup? so, yeah. Uh, that that will be a big problem. It's hard to utilize all those weapons, the Waddles, the Hills, you know, on offense when you don't have a quarterback that, that yeah. can stay in there. So, to me, if two is healthy, it's a, it is a different ball game. I'm not sure that they compete for the one, but because I can't – I don't see it um, – He's got to stay healthy for me. I do love Mike McDaniel. I think he's a creative play caller. I think he's one of the better young coaches in the league. So I, I want to pick them higher, but I got them third. I got the Bills winning the division yet again. So there we go. That's how we see the AFC East shaking out this week. Next week, uh, what, you want to do NFC East? Yeah. Yeah. I think we're just bouncing back and That's forth. A, we stay who knows one, where we'll end. One coast to the next. Yeah. All right. Very good. What do you say we talk a little Women's World Cup soccer? 
I will be listening to your questions. All right, you 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 can go off. Okay. Go get your pedicure, and go. then <laughs> uh, join me back after this interview with Warren Barton. Well, World Cup fever is underway around the world. Our guest today is part of the excellent coverage that you can catch right here on Fox. We welcome to the show Warren Barton. And Warren, you know, whenever the World Cup rolls around, we kind of reanalyze uh, the United States as a nation and the passion for that sport and how it's grown. And, of course, winning certainly helps on the men's side. The, they, there's a lot of excitement for the future. But the women have gotten it done here the, these last two, two go-rounds. Uh, what is your sense on just the passion for the game, how you've seen it grow here in the States over the last eight years? Yeah, Scott, I've been here since uh, 2008 and see the way the, the domestic league has grown, the MLS, the women's league obviously now is, is strong. But it's always been the women's national team that's been leading the way, you know, winning World Cups back in 99 and way before that. They're going for repeats as well three times to win it for the first time. Brazil have won it on the men's side five times. The U.S. can do it five times as well. So there's a lot of history out there. There's a lot of expectation. There's a lot of pressure. But this group of players have got a mixture of experience and young, talented players. So the excitement and the way the game has grown has been huge. But the women's game has always been at the forefront of that. You mentioned the expectations, and they are the betting favorites to win it for a, a, an unprecedented third straight time. What do you see as the greatest challenges ahead for this team? Uh, Julia is a, an excellent player that's coming back from an injury. So for her point of view is to get that fitness under her belt, to get some minutes under her belt, to get them nerves, even though she's been a winner before. So the expectations there, the pressure's there. But all signs coming out of the camp is they, they thrive in that. They they appreciate the uh, excitement. They appreciate the pressure. And they thrive in that atmosphere. And I think they're going to make a bit of a statement uh, to the tournament because I think the last two they've won was clear favourites. And they won it. And it's great. It's a wonderful achievement. This is going to be the toughest tournament. You've got Sweden that are in there. My England, good Germany, Spain. The game has grown not only in the US, but globally as well. But the US have got, as I said, the experience. They've got the talent. And they've got the belief, which is something that they have. And they know they're going to have a lot of support back home pushing them on as well. All the action is, is taking place a half a world away, uh, New Zealand, Australia. What are your thoughts uh, on the host site and kind of the, the passion down under uh, for what we're seeing there? Facilities? and everything i mean we have we have also later start times that's going to mean later nights watching here but what are your thoughts just on the host the host countries well at the time difference as well is, is difficult for me i'm trying to get my sleep pattern together but <laughs> i mean listen you know australia in sydney was a, was a sellout nearly seventy-seven thousand that was there new zealand had their first uh, game at home as well they had their first win that was a sellout crowd as well. So the game there is going to be well supported and it, it's up and running now, you know, and that's when the tournament starts. There was history being made with New Zealand winning their first game. There's a wreck out attendance for uh, a US, uh, for the Sydney game for uh, Australia. So a lot of excitement, sellout crowds. It's cold, it's winter, whereas we're having heat waves all over the country, but there it's, it's their winter, it's cold. Um, so that's perfect for soccer weather really and it should be an exciting tournament well i here in florida we are looking at folks wearing jackets in the stands and saying man i, I wish we wish um we are in the heat of it right now um so when you look at you mentioned the youth and the veteran kind of mix on this u.s squad you have the likes of alex morgan and megan rapino and all the experience that they've gathered over the years how important how essential moving forward for this team is it that that youth and that veteran mix can kind of come together that that prior experiences can be shared that the youth have a, a not only just knowing that they have the history on their side but they 
can kind of glean on these big stages uh, that they are kind of in the trenches with the folks that have been there before? Yeah, well, Smith and, and Rodman have come out that are two young superstars. No, they've burst onto the scene now, and it's the World Cup. It's the biggest stage. They've said repeatedly in press conference, we're relying on the experienced players. We're relying on their experience because it's a World Cup. There's going to be twists and turns. There are going to be situations in the game. So they're going to rely on them. Scott, not just on the field, when they, that's difficult enough, but it'd be off the field, the travel, the conditions, if someone picks up an injury, all these type of things that are going on behind the scenes, that's when you get your leaders, that's when you get your captains to come forward and help out. And, you know, every report that's been coming out with the younger players is that we are vital with Julia, you know, Alex Morgan, and as you said, Megan Rapina, and so many of the players that are going to be so important because it is a relatively a young US team, but they've got so much quality and so exciting to watch and the pace, the dynamics, the passing, the movement, they'd be phenomenal. Do you anticipate any discernible differences being that they've expanded from 24 to 32 teams? What can we expect when we're viewing? Is is there going to be any changes? No, I think it's going to be a little bit of the unknown. Like we've said with certain teams, how they're going to perform. I wasn't sure last night with the Philippines, how they're going to play against Switzerland, who are a very much a strong nation that, you know, dominating, doing well in Europe. But it was very, very close. And I, as I said before in, in the interview, I think the game has grown not only in the US, but it's also grown in the, in the world. And people are catching up. And with the US being the leading light in US soccer for, uh, for women's soccer for so long, people emulate them and they want to be them. They've got a target on their back. They want to try and do that. So, you know, for everybody watching the game, there's going to be a new superstar. You know, you've seen it on the men's side when you had Kylian Beppe burst onto the scene. There's going to be someone doing that in this tournament. And that's what you want to watch. You want a new superstar that's coming on. A new Alex Morgan, you know, that type of player that's going to be coming onto the scene. So for viewers watching it, it's that little bit of the unknown. It's going to be a very close tournament as well. Uh, but I do sense the US will go forward uh, and be there in the final come at the end of August. To, to gain a greater international kind of uh, perspective, you know, we, we see in the men's side, it was this last World Cup was probably the go, last go round for Ronaldo. Uh, Brazil now with Marta playing in what is presumably her last at the age of 37. Give us an idea of the global storyline with her, you know, playing in her final, her kind of swan song here, how we can appreciate that a little bit more stateside. Yeah, I mean, Marta has been the leading light. Anytime you're a Brazilian player, and you wear number 10, that comes with a huge responsibility. And Marta has led that way for many, many years. Not only her technical ability, her skill, her determination, her focus, but also being a big advocate for fair play, for you know facilities. She's led the way in so many ways, not just in Brazil. I'm talking about in the US as well, had a big uh, say in that as well. And for someone to have that much belief and confidence in her own ability to be a leader. We've seen now Lionel Messi come into the MLS, the Argentinian superstar uh, that will be playing for Miami, into Miami. Marta's at that level on the women's side where she's pushed so many boundaries. She's worked so hard at a game and so well respected globally. Um, and it'd be fitting for her to score the goals, to be around. And as I said, I can't say any more than when you wear a number 10 for Brazil, you have to be a world-class player. And she's been that for well over a decade. Warren, because this is happening, uh, the World Cup is happening down under, I'd be remiss if I didn't finally ask you, have you ever tried Vegemite? And what are your thoughts? <laughs> it's not on my list at the moment, Scott. It's, <laughs> so it's early morning. I might try it later on at about 5 a.m. But no, it's not on. I heard they do a great barbecue, though. So I'll be interested to see how their barbie is. Well, we appreciate uh, your time giving us a little bit more insight as to what we're going to be watching here over the coming weeks and uh, hopefully a very long U.S. women's national team run. Thank you so much. Warren Barton.
It's a pleasure. Thank you. So a little taste of soccer there as we hopefully see a very long run uh, down under for the U.S. team. Um, they've been dominant so far. Yeah. You know, as we tape this, it's it's Wednesday, so they have not – or it, it, it's actually Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> Wednesday, they actually hit the pitch again, so taking on the Netherlands, and uh, we wish the U.S. women the best of luck. Yeah, we'll be watching and cheering them on, as always. Yeah, you get your red, white, and blue out. All right, let's bring BK in uh, as we wrap up this show. BK, off the top, you, you kind of teased um, – that we were going to be playing a little bit of a game here. Uh, I, I believe you wanted to come up with a new name, not two truths and a lie. So have you used the downtime to come up with a new, new mm, name? I could not come up with a good one. <laughs> so we're going to stay with the two truths and a lie. Yeah. Well, at least you were truthful about that. I, and I, I like the that. name. Yes. <laughs> two truths and a lie. Two honesties and a fib is yes. what my new name is. I'm a little nervous to tell you the truth. Okay. To be truthful. All right. So how are we going to do this? We're gonna we're gonna ask it, and then the other two people will try to pick which ones they believe are true and which yeah, ones are I false. Yeah, I think we should do it. Okay. Can I'd we be, can I, we put Cato uh, on the hot seat first? No. <laughs> right. Yeah. Let's do that. All right. So give us give us your first set of two truths and a lie, Chris Cato. Okay. Two of these are true. Okay. One is not. I have never a set my hair on fire. Mm. B set my arm on fire, or C, set a man on fire. One of those is hmm. true. Well, I know um, just by looking at you, one of those is true, and that would be the arm. So I, I'm familiar with that story. Uh, but now it's just a matter of whether you've also set your hair on fire. <laughs> you, you're saying I have never set my hair on fire, or I have never lit a man on fire. Yes, correct. I don't think you would have gotten to the position in life that you are if you've set another individual on fire. So I'm going to say hair, and it was probably the same incident with the arm. So that's what I'm going with. BK, what do you got? I don't know. He always talks about those Alabama fireworks all the time. So it could <laughs> Ooh, have been an accident. Good pull. Now BK's yeah. thinking. All right. So I will go with set a man on fire accidentally. Okay. So the lie here, you're saying the lie is, wait, we have to point out, two. there's two truths. Oh, my gosh. I'm so confused. I'm the parameters the of this game. And I right. may have asked the question in an odd manner. Yeah. Two, right. two of those things are true. Okay. The two I'm going with are hair and arm. You're saying man and arm. Correct. All right. What do you got? Okay. So I have set my arm on fire. Yes. It don't, don't leave your cooking unattended. Uh, <laughs> painful. Uh, I have also set a man on fire. Ooh, uh, BK gets it. Good job. Multiple BK. times. Multiple uh, times. Yeah. Same man? Same man. <laughs> Just a sucker. He allowed me to do it. He. Uh, Is your father? Uh, no. Oh, okay. No, I set him on fire accidentally. No, my friend Randy Peterson was a one of these stunt divers. Okay. Uh, he's actually a former USF bull. He was a competitive diver, like, in you know, on the competitive diving team. Uh, but we met years later, and uh, he was a stunt diver, and he had this fire suit, this, like, Nomex suit he would put on and so he threw these great parties on the beach and they always oh, ended yeah. with him asking one of his buddies to hey let's walk down to the beach you set me on fire and then he would run down the beach this was at night man on fire and you gotta everyone else on the beach is like what is going on you know what has happened <laughs> yeah. and then he would dive into the gulf of mexico and put himself out and so he gave me the honor several times of lighting him a fire wow, wow. Wow, yeah. That's the kind of guy I want to invite to a party. Yeah, now it's got to take place on the beach, right? Mm -hmm. Nothing 
No, no, no you no have to have a way to douse yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, that's, that's fun. Good. But yeah. you've never lit your hair on fire? Look at this Not hair. Even a little bit. I protect this. You've never burned it. This With is as much hairspray that is in that thing. It is so flammable right now. This is insured, by the way. If it did catch fire, okay. I would get a payout. But I, I protect this. Okay, very yeah. good. No. All right, BK, you're on. You're cool, on. Deck I'm on. Now. Yeah. All right, let me grab my sheet here. Uh, this sheet of lies. Sheet of lies. These things have all happened to me. Okay. I have read the entire Harry Potter series. I carried the Olympic torch, and I have seen every president in person, starting with Jimmy Carter up to the present. In you said in person? In person. I haven't. You know, they've. I've been in the general area where I've seen them directly, with my own eyes. Hmm. I'll give you the honors. Uh, okay. So repeat those again for me. In slow I have motion. read every Harry Potter Potter book. Uh, I, I carried the Olympic torch. I have seen every president in person since okay. Jimmy Carter. I, I I know the torch story, uh, so I believe that is true. Did you set a man on fire with that torch? I could have. Uh, it's your same buddy. Um, I don't think you've read all the Harry Potter movies. I, I don't know. that. I'm curious about the president stories. I'm going to say that that's true, uh, but... I, yeah, I'm going to say the Harry Potter is the lie. That's the lie. You know what? Pick the lie should have been the name of this segment. There it is. That's what we're doing. Pick there the we lie. go. Pick the lie. Um, I'm going to say, I'd never heard the torch story, but Scott's heard it, so I'm going to assume that's true. <laughs> um, I also will say you've never read all the Harry Potter books. That's correct. All right. Yeah. Because so I believe with your access as a producer, as a photographer for years, you've been in many media markets you would have encountered these presidents probably in close enough closer proximity than you probably should have been to them actually some have been like i think obama drove by in a motorcade here by the station Wait. and i just went outside Wait, and you're counting that. a motorcade okay. you didn't yeah he could have been in any one of those was the window yeah. down but it was yeah you could okay. see him waving okay uh, all right uh, oh boy the only one i haven't seen biden yet but yeah i've seen him in person i mean from 10, 15 feet. Uh, okay. Well, stretching. we'll get you, you stretching. We'll get you in front of Biden soon. Have Thank you read you. any of the Harry Potter books? Uh, no. <laughs> you, you don't strike me as a Harry Potter guy. Cozy up with some coffee and a nice Harry Potter book. Um, okay, here we go. Your so turn. I have kind of broken mine into categories, and I'll start with food. Here we go. So pick the lie. Uh, busted blood vessels in both eyes, competing in an ultra spicy chicken wing challenge. Fell uh, a baked potato shy of completing the 72-ounce steak challenge at the Big Texan in Amarillo, Texas. Competed in a major league eating competition in Oklahoma in an Oklahoma casino. Pulled pork was on the menu that night. I know you love to co- you love competitive eating competitions. I bet that's true. You want me to? I'll guess first, Brian. I'll pick the lie. The lie is the. I think you did tell me. I can see you bursting your capillaries in your eyeballs trying to eat hot wings i think that would totally happen to you uh i'm gonna say it was the you didn't do the steak challenge it was not the that's the lie the one baked potato shy of completing the what was the 72 ounces the uncle buck steak yeah yeah, big texan (laughs) yeah the big texan that's the lie brian what do you think Ooh, the blood vessel kind of got to me so i'm gonna say that's the lie he but he's not busting a blood vessel in his eye from eating hot wings (laughs) No. All right. So the lie is uh, the baked potato 72-ounce steak challenge. At I have been to the Big Texan in Amarillo, Texas. That is indeed a food challenge, but I have never taken part in it. My one time there, I had chicken fried steak. Um, uh. 
and that was huge. Was it Enormous. good? Uh, I did bust both, both blood vessels in yeah. my eyes. It was at a place called, and I'll, let me say this very carefully, Cluck You Chicken, uh, right outside of Santa Clara University. I think they've since changed their name. But that was a very painful food challenge. They had to change their name yeah. because of your lawsuit. <laughs> and, uh, yes, I did compete against, uh, I believe it was Eater X was the guy. He had the war paint, like the, oh, yeah. the ultimate challenge. Yeah. I ate about, like, th- like three, maybe two and a half, three pulled pork sandwiches. I think, like, 20 was the winner. It was ridiculous. You could have done better than I that. Know, I you know. You disappoint us. I with started that. fast and it, it, it <laughs> clogged up real quick. All right, uh, BK, you want to give it? Or uh, no? Wait, let's uh, go. You, uh, yeah, Chris let, is on top. Let, let's. Should we stick with food? I'm going to stick sure. with food. Uh, okay. I have eaten. Pick the lie. I have eaten a mountain oysters, b possum, c rattlesnake. Which of those is a lie? There's no way you've eaten possum. There, no. I, I, rattlesnake. I know you love some mountain oysters, um, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say possum. Who is who has eaten possum? Go ahead, BK. I've eaten two of those actually. <laughs> two oh. possums. No, <laughs> oh. two on that list. Uh, I'm gonna say the oysters. No, there's no way. You know, because you know what those are. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he yeah, said he said he knows I love mountain oysters. Uh, he I loves know. them. Look at the guy. <laughs> How does he know that? I just know. I no. That's so, how I know you. So what did you say was the lie, BK? Uh, you the have oysters? not eaten yeah, oysters. Yeah. You, you are correct, and Scott is <laughs> really? very wrong. I've really? never, never eaten mountain oysters. <laughs> you seem offended, but you've eaten a possum? <laughs> What's wrong with not, you, man? Not, not an entire possum. <laughs> so, How? Well, uh, this my first TV market in Panama City, Florida. There's Times are tough that day. Small t- well, that's what it was about. The small town, Wausau, celebrates the possum because it got them through the Great Depression, and they celebrate the possum every year, oh, that is the so annual gross. possum festival. Oh. They celebrate it by eating it <laughs> oh, that is so uh, now awful. i think you know times have changed people are a little more i don't know sensitive now so i don't know that they eat the possum now but when i was a reporter there they would make various dishes that oh. had possum in them you could get them like possum kebab possum just filet and so i had to do it but i ate like the least possumy thing i could eat and it was possum cornbread so it was cornbread that had Possum hair Possum in it. Possum pieces yeah. in it. <laughs> and uh, I got to tell you, it was it was awful. Yeah. It was. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I respect anew how people got through the Great Depression. It's oh incredible. Gosh. I couldn't I, have done it. I ran over a possum on my way home from work the other day. I should have picked oh, it up that, and brought it for That you. was dinner. Yeah, yeah. You could have grilled that puppy up. Instead, you brought me these mountain oysters All and right. said, I know you love these. <laughs> I, dis- I disassembled them myself. <laughs> wait, wait, a, wait a minute, Brian. Which of those two had you eaten? Uh, the the possum and the rattlesnake. He ate possum too. And you think what? I'm a weirdo? And but he's eating possum. It, it's not like you're pulling up a drumstick. You're. It was mixed up. It, I think yeah. it was actually cornbread too. Like po- possum oh. cornbread. Yeah. But just to say you you ate possum. All right. Two boys from Alabama. All right, go yeah. ahead, BK. Okay, these three things have put me in the hospital. Uh, I burned both my hands. This was all put me in the hospital before I was the age of four, I should say. I've burned both my hands. I overdosed on birth control pills. (laughs) And I swallowed 14 pennies. (laughs) Which is a lie. (laughs) I I could definitely see pennies. I could see that. Young BK. Yep. I could see that. Um, The overdosed on birth control pills. That just, what was the first one? He burned uh, both of his hands. Burned yeah. both of his hands. Yeah. 
I'm gonna say that's the lie. Burn both in ha both hands. Mm -hmm. I, I think the birth even though that seems the most believable out of all of them. The birth control pills is so specific that really happened to him. Yeah. He did that, I and the 14 th pennies that's specific too. Yeah. Wait a minute. And he does have that thing about presidents. There's a president <laughs> on the penny. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Scott. That yeah. You did not burn both of your hands, just one of them. No, I have never <laughs> swallowed 14 pennies. Okay, oh. then, then someone explain to me why I saw a penny in the toilet at work here today. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh, yeah, okay, so yeah. Uh, I need the birth control pill story. Uh, it was just, I obviously don't remember it, but my mom said that back then they used to have birth control pills in bottles, I guess. Pez dispensers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it, she left the cap off. I got into them and I thought they were like M&Ms and yeah, once had them in my mouth. I never stop. ingested them, but yep. they took me to the hospital to be safe. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. How about that? Well, I'm, But I'm, it worked. You weren't pregnant. Yeah. So. I was not, good. Yes. Yeah. All right, so uh, I'm going to dive into the realm of athletics. Here we go. Um, all right. Once had a home plate collision in a media softball game with another TV station's meteorologist busting out one of his teeth. Led the league in high school in batting average or tackled a child in a Thanksgiving football game and <laughs> tore his ACL. <laughs> You're capable of all of those. Yes. Brian, you go first. Pick the lie. Uh. Too, too specific on the media game. So I'm going to say that's the lie. Okay. Knock the tooth out. That's up into the tooth. That's where I got lost. Yeah. I'm going to say, I think you I think you were a good high school baseball player, right? I think I've oh, heard yeah. this. Like, that was your sport. So I believe you did. I put some self-bragging in there. You did. You saying? <laughs> I think you did, yeah. You led. <laughs> had to find a way to bring, bring that up. You okay. led the Santa Clara League in uh, batting average or whatever it was. Mm, gosh, was it the kid or the meteorologist? I'm going to say you did not tear the kid's ACL. That's the lie. Uh, the lie is I never collided with uh, uh, a player, a, a meteorologist, in a media softball game. That mm. never happened. Uh, I did tackle a child. He was uh, my friend's younger brother in a Thanksgiving pickup football game. And I tried to be very gentle with him. In, they wanted to play tackle. I was a little bit bigger. And, uh, you know, I kind of hip-tossed him to the ground, and his foot got caught in the ground. And boy, mm. it ripped that thing clear. Mm. And I had a, I felt so awful. I went out. I you should. drove my car out onto the field. I took him to the hospital. It was, um, and he reminds me of it to this day. Every you time were, I see you him. were Bradley Cooper in Wedding Crashers. You were that was, in the back. Oh, we do crab cakes and football here. That was <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I'm intense with that. If right. you could knock out a meteorologist's tooth, which would you choose? <laughs> Who's the guy that wears suspenders? Just oh, I'm just kidding. I'm, it's a joke. I don't know anybody. I don't know any meteorologist's name in this market other than Paul Delegato. Um, <laughs> and their teeth are all We should ask it. Paul which meteorologist he wants to knock their teeth yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, go, go ahead, Chris. I, I know who you would choose. Um, okay, so this is my last one. I have appeared in, A, two episodes of Forensic Files, B, a potato chip commercial, <laughs> or see a movie with George Clooney. Pick the lie. BK, I'll let you go first. Cato's got the good look, so he could be in a movie with Clooney as an extra, but with... Unburned hair? Unburned yes. hair. I'm going with the potato chip. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Wait, mm, okay. Yeah, I, potato chip. There's no way that I could have known this guy 
for as many years as I have and never heard about him being in a movie with George Clooney. There's, it's just not possible. I haven't heard about the potato chip one either. Um, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Clooney is the lie. Ryan is correct. Potato chip commercial. What? No. Yeah. I've wow. Been, I, I you was were in a movie with George with Clooney, George. Uh, John Krasinski, What's and Renee Zellweger. Wow. Uh, Leatherheads was a, not a good movie. It was filmed when I was in South Carolina. They, you know, I went to an extras casting, and they put me in a scene. Fifty-four minutes into Leatherheads, just I think it's on Amazon Prime. Fifty-four minutes in, I'm dressed as a sailor. Uh, this was set in like the 19. Remember, Leatherheads was about like replacement yeah, yeah. pro football players. Yeah. So I was a sailor, like coming back from somewhere. We were on a train, and uh, yeah, I've got about two seconds on camera where my head kind of peeks into view down the aisle of the train. Really? Yeah. D did you do you get money for that? I no, I don't. What? I should. It, no, it probably wasn't. No, no they gave us like a stipend because we were there for two days on shooting. You know, it's just sitting around waiting. Yeah. But I kept thinking any minute, like. Mr. Clooney's gonna need a double, yeah. and this is when they'll call me. But then I realize I look nothing like him, and I'm taller than him too, so yeah. that didn't happen. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, BK. Ooh. Okay. My last ones are physical traits of myself. Okay. <laughs> but you start every every question with ooh. Yeah. No, this is how debate saying this. Okay, here we go. Three of them. Tell me which one's a lie. My toes are curved like a shrimp. I have a birthmark that looks like a cumulonimbus cloud, or I have a third nipple. <laughs> oh, wow. Which one's a lie? <laughs> Please let all of them be. <laughs> Why did you do this to yourself? <laughs> all right. um, Shrimp toes, uh, cloud birthmark, birthmark. or yeah. a nipple. Um, I, I, I mean... I feel like a third nipple isn't that like kind of a somewhat common thing, but it's it's just it's a birth. It's like it doesn't really actually. It's not fun. Like it's a, not functioning. <laughs> it's not a functioning nipple. <laughs> I'm not sure what the function of a nipple really is for a guy, but uh, we, I know we've exceeded the amount of times we're allowed to say that word on yeah. this podcast already. Um, I'm gonna say the lie is um, <laughs> you. <laughs> I want to see all of them. I know. I feel like uh, we're going to need okay. proof now. I'm going to say uh, the sh shrimp toes, <laughs> but that's your new nickname. I, no I'm, matter what the outcome of this game is. I'm going to say there's no way you would admit you have a superfluous nipple, so the nipple is the lie. He's definitely got it. He might have a fourth. <laughs> I do not have a birthmark that looks like a cloud. Oh, I want All right. I, shirt off, buddy. <laughs> I wanted that to be the one thing you did have out of those three. Like, just for you. Wait. Okay. Wait. Yeah. Sh sh shoes off first. Let's see no, the shrimp toes. No, no, no. All right. So, but did you have to have the nipple removed? No. <laughs> My mom always told me it was like how God blessed me. He sure did. Yeah, he did. Where, uh, where is it? It's uh, like right there. One to five percent of men have them, is what they say. What did you say? Right there, I couldn't see your. Oh, like right oh, there. Okay. Yeah, right. So, I guess. Okay, so you got just double okay. on that side. But it's like just a what? Like does it look like a freckle? It looks like a. You can not really see it. I don't even think my daughters know. So. Oh. Well, they will now. They will now. They're yeah. loyal yeah. podcast listeners. So. And the shrimp toes. That's just a fluke on my left foot where I can pick up things with it, but... Wait, so your, your toes on your left foot are different than the toes on your right foot? Correct. I don't know how that happened, but they're curved. Did you hear him say you could pick up things with it? 
That's an advantage. <laughs> the remote? He's a like chimpanzee. <laughs> Sometimes you feed yourself. Wait, with... Well, okay, I'm, I'm putting something together here. The toes are on the same side of the body as the extra nipple. Yeah. Okay, ah, so something happened yeah. in the... Yeah, the, birth, my, the, the melding of those genes there yeah. on that left I think side. It was the birth control pills. My, uh... <laughs> oh, there. <laughs> Scott figured it out. It was ODing on the birth control pills. All right. Okay. Here we go. My the final one. Um, my brushes with fame. All right. I met country singer Charlie Pride in a Nashville elevator. Was denied a picture with actor Russell Crowe on that same visit to Nashville. Also on that same trip to Nashville, held a restroom door open for Joe Don Rooney, Rascal Flatts lead guitarist. Ooh, good ones. That was an eventful trip. Yeah. If just two of those are true, it's eventful. I'm going to go first. I know the Charlie Pride story. You actually, well, you, you're pretty sure it was Charlie Pride. It was, <laughs> you, I can't tell you. Stop. <laughs> yeah, okay, we'll get the story later. Oh, man. Joe Don Rooney. Uh, that's very specific. Russell Crowe wouldn't let you take a photo with him? What's he doing in Nashville? I'm going to say the lie is, I believe Russell Crowe wouldn't have denied you a photo. I'm going to say the lie is Joe Don Rooney. Okay. Uh, I'll go Russell Crowe. Okay. I think that's the lie. Uh, I have never held the restroom door open for Joe Don Rooney, um, to my knowledge. Uh, yeah, indeed. Both of those two things happened on a trip to Nashville. Met Charlie Pride in an elevator. Uh, the door was closing. I said, Mr. Pride. And uh, he, he had his arms filled with, like, uh, gift bags. And he stuck his elbow out, and I literally grabbed his elbow and shook it. It was, And then the doors closed. It was the most awkward interaction ever known to man. Uh, but rest in peace, Charlie Pride. And then, um, yeah, and then Russell Crowe was actually in the hotel bar at the hotel I was staying at and went up, tried to get a picture, and he said, I'd rather not, mate. That's what he said. Was, so, was this he after he had an incident where he like threw a it camera was, at it someone? Was right around that time, I think there was like some destruction in a hotel room. It could have been that that incident that set him off. The, you were exact, I'm sick of you all the, these Americans. You were the person who would yeah. put him on edge. Yeah, yeah. So there wow. you go. Never met Joe Don Rennie. Charlie Pride though, good stuff. Yeah, yeah. He was, well, we've he's learned a, a, a lot about each other. Um, some facts that uh, I'm surprised came out. Actually, yeah, there was some revelation going on yeah. in this episode. Got the wrong message in this pre-production meeting we did last night. <laughs> Deeply personal things you never shared with your family. <laughs> I think I misinterpreted yeah. something so well, much. Well, if anything's going to hit the editing room floor, oh, uh, you better believe it. <laughs> That's true. Very good. All right. Well, thanks, BK. Uh, to watch full-length episodes of this here podcast, head to fox13news.com slash nodpod. Hit that QR code. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Or did we get rid of Stitcher? Spotify. We know at least the first two things are true. Uh, catch us every week in audio form, and you can, of course, catch us on uh, the socials as well. Big thanks to uh, Warren Barton, mm -hmm. kind of giving us a, a glimpse as to what to expect throughout this World Cup run. Hopefully it's a nice, deep one for the Team USA, and um, that was fun. Yeah. Got to know a little bit about uh, you. You got to know a little bit about me, and we both and everybody got to know a lot about shrimp toes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and he milked that nipple story, too, for all it was worth. <laughs> My goodness. Until the next time we are on. If we are ever on again, yeah. there are no off days. He could pick things up. I wonder, if, do you think he could do, like, Legos with those toes? Like, what can he do? That's, a, that's his superpower. He, he's not the dad who steps on the Legos yes. in the carpet. He picks them up. 